you know, the idea that racism, it, it's such a, it's so prevalent in, in society and North American culture that, you know, to ignore it and be, and, and think that, you know, we are benevolent to it is, um, it doesn't do us justice. That was a clip from a conversation I had earlier with Toronto author Matthew R. Morris. And we're joined now by Daisha Lopi, a journalist with buyblacks.com. Daisha, thank you so much for being here. I want to talk, I want to jump right in and talk about mm-hmm. this article that you've written. Um, uh, the title is, as of 2021, there were only 20 black archivists in all of Canada. Here's why we need more. Daisha, I think we got to take one step back because I think a lot of people would be forgiven if they don't even know what an archivist is. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on this morning, Ben. I think that's a great place to start. Um, so archivists, the easiest way to think of them, they're, they're keepers of information, keepers of memories, right? And so that can come in different forms. We have um, sound recordings, we have um, photographs, right? Um, and so they work with finding those materials, but also processing them, storing them, organizing them, and of course, preserving them. Yeah. And so there were only 20 in all of Canada. Talk to me about what the impact of having so few Black archivists is on Black culture, Black storytelling, and access to that sort of information. Yeah, of course. Um, there's been tons of scholarship on this, and, and this was mentioned in the article as well. Dr. Cheryl Thompson, um, who's at Toronto Metropolitan University, formerly, formerly Ryerson, um, you know, uh, uh, quite a bit of her scholarship talks about the ways that this effectively um, works to erase Black existence, um, Black histories. And so it's really important to have more Black uh, memory keepers so that we're ensuring our stories are not only told, but um, preserved as well for for future generations. You know, it's interesting in my mind, for some reason, I keep going to keep going to uh, hiring pipelines. Right. So like a traditional Mm -hmm. business. Right. If if I if I were the owner of a business today and I wanted to start hiring people, I would go to whatever traditional pipelines of hiring that I am aware of. But if I were if I were to take a more holistic and I think proper approach, I would start looking at pipelines that I don't typically look at uh, as, you know, as a white entrepreneur. I would say, you know what, I'm going to look in, in this community and that community so I can bring in people from 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 different communities to help build my company. And I'm sort of viewing archivists in the same way that they are pipelines, not necessarily to employment, but to history. And if we don't have those people archiving certain types of history, then we will, in fact, lose that history. Yeah, yeah, and that's correct. And I think on to, in terms of pipelines as well, um, some of the challenges is that, um, of course, anti-Black racism affects many different levels of society. And so that's part of the work that Dr. Um, Shaffer was doing from um, our University of British Columbia is, you know, one of the pipelines is um, educational institutions. And so um, from her perspective, she's like, why don't we start there? And we, and we work to ensure that, you know, Black students who want to pursue um, archaeology and, and, and information systems and learning like that are supported. Um, and also the sense of what an archive is, is broadened so that we can welcome, um, you know, students who want to go into that work from, from different backgrounds. And, and of course, with the statistics that we found as well from Statistics Canada about the lack of Black archives, um, this work becomes even more important, right? Because we really want to ensure that we're training um, a generation of of uh, black communities, black folks that that feel comfortable in working in the archives, so that they can preserve our history and contribute to um, cultural um, 
production and, and preservation. And, and that is a choke point, isn't it? I was talking with Matthew Morris uh, earlier, an, an author of, of a book of, of um, nonfiction essays that he wrote called Black Boys Like Me. And he said that one of the problems that he, ha- he encountered growing up was the expectation that for him to find a career in the future, there were the expectation both um, within the community, but from also from without the community was that he should either go into music. He should go into sports. He should go into these very stereotypical and very niche and very small um, careers uh, at the expense of exploring all of the intellectual rigor, intellectually rigorous things that he was interested in. And so it seems to me that one of the problems is, It's not that this career isn't available to people. It's A, they probably don't know it's available to them. And if they do know it's available to them, it's not expected of them. Yes. And then the barrier to access, um, I think it creates a barrier to access. I think stereotypes is one big um, issue. And and not only in terms of um, finding, employing, encouraging um, black people to, you know, work in the archives um, or also explore them. I think the stereotypes also affect, you know, what is, contained in the archives, what is preserved and what is determined, you know, um, history. You know, a a sort of parallel to archiving, I think, is genealogy. And, you know, I'm I'm half Irish. And Mm -hmm. I was amazed when um, we took a family trip to Ireland years ago, how detailed our family history was. We were able to find every little village and hamlet in Ireland where there had been a Mulrooney. And uh, we were able to go back hundreds of years and having access to that that personal history was of great value to us as a family in terms of what our, our identity was, where how we saw ourselves, the struggle of our family to get to where we are. Uh, and I, I have to assume that that side of archiving is in need as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 very tricky, right? Um, I've kind of experienced the dichotomy of that um, because um, I'm black, but uh, my mom's uh, maternal side of the family, as mentioned in the article, um, they're white and they were in Nova Scotia for generations, and so I did a whole bunch of like work to kind of piece together who they were, and and um, I was able to find like you like quite a bit of information, a lot of details, um, um, records, and at the same time, on the other side of my family extremely difficult trying to figure out um, not only who my like black parents were on my mom's side, um, but you know, where they came from and, and what kind of lives they lived. And so I think there's definitely um, like disparities. And I think. Um, and Daisha, if I can interrupt, what does yeah. that do for you as somebody who, who has these two sides of the equation that you're trying to balance in your own, in your own head and as part of your own identity, what does that yeah. what does that do to you when you've got this one side of your family that has exceptionally detailed archives and the other is left to I don't know it's left to guesswork. Yeah, yeah. Well, I say a bit more than guesswork. I say then we have to start reconsidering um, what um, archival information looks like. Right. Yeah. Now I have I have quite a few. Um, formal oral storytelling on, on the, the black side of my family. And so um, I think to go back to your question, what it does is a few things. One, it's very um, conflicting. And at times it can be a bit sad, right? You're seeing all these leaves missing in your tree. Um, but I think at the same time, it's a bit of a challenge and an exploration to um, discovery and understanding of yourself, which I think is very important, especially when we're considering 
you know, stereotypes and not only the way they impact the archives, but the way they impact, um, I think, Black people, Black communities um, in their day-to-day lives as well. So there's some work there that, that translate into different aspects of um, my life and I'm sure other people's lives who are also doing that kind of search. The first step in, uh, in fixing a problem is identifying that there is, in fact, a problem. And this article, I think, is a very good first step. For a lot of people, they didn't even know that this was a problem, either people from within the black community and for people on the outside of it, like myself. Uh, so, so this is a very good first step in saying, look, here is a hole. Here is a weakness. Here is a blind spot. What's the next step? What's the, what's the next step in, in getting us to a place where we can more robustly and in a better way uh, preserve history? Yeah, and I think this is what's so great about journalism, right, is it really does that first time in, in documentation, uh, documenting and, and engaging that dialogue. But I think, of course, we always need to um, expand upon that. And what that looks like is, is a very um, concentrated collective effort, not only from Black communities who are working to, um, you know, engage with their histories and, and kind of do this, this memory work, um, but also other communities as well who may be, um, experiencing similar losses or like discrepancies in the archives. Um, but I really do think it comes down to a collective effort to ensure that, of course, not only are we finding these um, stories of, of Black history and Black existence and we're, we're um, preserving them and organizing them, um, but we're also ensuring that, you know, they're not slotted into kind of stereotypes once we have them and we're, we're storing them in the archives, right? And so... Um, I think there, <clears throat> excuse me, Ben, I think there are so many people that um, collectively need to come together for the work. And so that's why in my article, there's like, you know, um, professors that I'm speaking with. There's Melissa J. Nelson, who actually works at the um, Archives of Ontario. right? And then there's people like myself who's kind of doing this work um, in terms of trying to figure out my genealogy. So I think once again, just to underscore, I think really important is um, collective action mm. towards kind of creating the systems that we want to see, especially in the archives. I've been speaking with Daisha Lopi. Her article at buyblacks.com is called As of 2021, There Were Only 20 Black Archivists in All of Canada. Here's Why We Need More. It is a really wonderful read uh, for anybody, and I, I welcome everybody to check it out. Daisha, thank you so much, and have a wonderful Sunday. You too. Thanks, Ben.